he then showed me, as young as I was then, that when God is on your side, you can trust him even in times of danger. The Lord will deliver you into my hands. David declared, God truly gave him the victory. This familiar story reminds us of courage in standing when we face temptations. Courage when we face challenges so that our faith is placed completely in God. We can't prevail or win the battle in our own strength. Just think of the temptations that are around us. You turn on the TV, you listen to the radio. Just think, we cannot prevail or win the battles in our own strength, but in the wisdom, ability, and strength that the Spirit gives. In an ordinary battle, we will be prepared significantly. I wonder if that's our mindset we have every morning when we get up and head into church or in our individual battlefields, at places of work, or even at home, or when we go to the beach, oh, it's hot, you go to the beach. The temptations, as, as it were, are like spots everywhere. We have a battle. At the end of this book, Ephesians, not listed as part of the armor, but very crucial for life is the aspect of prayer. This is how we prepare for communication with the commander of heaven's army. We are certain to meet all sorts of people and challenges in our day's daily life. So before we go out daily from our homes, let us make sure we are in contact with our heavenly father before we set off. I, I, I pray you get the picture. Let us make sure we are in contact with the one who knows all. He knows and sees the heart of those we will meet. And only through him can we get the victory in all things. God has given us these supernatural tools to use here on earth and they will protect us from the enemy and give us strength to conquer any obstacle in our lives. We must be like soldiers dressed up for battle. We need to study the word, memorize and rehearse the scriptures, train and practice and never be complacent, for we have, to, we have been bought with a price. Paul says, we have a real enemy. Hence, we've got to be watchful and must use every opportunity to prioritize and focus on prayer. Colossians 4 verse 2 says, devote yourself to prayer. Again, we must be in touch with the commander of, of heaven's army every moment. Praying, even when we don't feel like it. Praying for small things, praying for big things, praying for 
impossible thing. Just, just pray, just talk to him. The Bible in Romans 8, verse 26 to 27 says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not often know what to and what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groanings. As he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Even as we pray, we must pray the will of God. We cannot pray for X when that is not God's will. We must pray the will of God. We must cultivate the habit of praying for each other. I am terrible at names, but I can pray that God, for that couple that, you know, who were there, or that woman who was there, we must cultivate the attitude of praying for each other. Taking our eyes off ourselves sometimes and just realize that sometimes somebody else is praying for me. And I know, sometimes I feel it in my spirit that things happen because I know, I don't know who might be praying, but I know somebody is praying for me. When I came to church um, just now, I thought I had forgotten my USB, my memory stick, and I was worried, and I, and I was saying, God, but I want this thing up. And I told my children, and I believe they must have said, you know, mom, don't worry, you know. A little prayer gives peace. In, in the end, I found it in my bag. Finally, I want to end with a true story. A man called Jeremy Denton was a prisoner in the, of war in North Vietnam. Most of the time he was in solitary confinement. As one of the highest ranking officers of, from the US, he was subjected to grueling torture daily. After a long time, he survived the trials. When he returned home, he was elected to the United States Senate. When he, he was asked, but how did you survive so many years of torture? He said one of his basic survival skills was quoting passages of scriptures he had memorized from the Bible. Internalized scripture were the tools he used to defend himself against the cruelest weapons the enemy could use. He said he used them to build a wall of protection around himself, especially his mind. Like in the book of Psalms, he said he memorized, the memorized picture became his prayer. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, my advice to you as we go forward enjoying the sunshine or enjoying the cold or whatever the, the situation in front of us may be. Try to meditate on God's word and memorize it. Thy word have I kept in my heart that I will know it. 
Know it for yourself. Know it for yourself. It would be your weapon in times of trials. Begin to pray it over and over. And watch, and watch your fears melt. It's amazing when we use God's word. He takes away the burden. He takes away our fears. David spent years on the run from King Saul. One night in the cave he wrote, I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. That's the testimony of these two men, Jeremiah and David. So, what would you do when you face challenges? Times when you lied on, times when you're bullied, times when you don't know the answers to certain things, times when friends turn away from you and all other challenges come. What would you do? Do you now see the logic of hiding God's word, of memorizing God's word, just like Jesus did? The answer from the book of Ephesians is to hold on to God's word. Make use of the weapons available to you and stay plugged in. Plugged into God's channel. Many of us like charging our phones or whatever we may have. We need to remain plugged in to God's word. And as we remain plugged in, we will have the result of him giving us the wisdom, giving us the direction that we need. Submitting to Christ and obeying the Holy Spirit, we can be assured that God will back us up and will help us defeat every foe that comes our way. Let us pray. Father, we, we bless you because you're God all by yourself. And we thank you that you never fail those who put their trust in you. Thank you that you have provided, you have already provided weapons for us to use against our enemy. So we pray that you would motivate, encourage, and empower us to pray, read your word, and be fully clothed in the armor you have provided. May Christ be glorified in our lives. And may we become ambassadors proclaiming that you are truly a mighty fortress that never fails. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Mina. What a passage. It's, it's almost midday. Um, if you're a parent, a carer, or a guardian, um, we would just ask that you go and pick your kids up in a minute or so. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's annoying, but... Um, it's, it's reality. For the rest of us, can I just ask us to stand? If you're anything like me, um, talk of the devil, of warfare, of um, fighting can make you feel uncomfortable, but it is there in Ephesians 6, and Mina unpacked it for us very directly and very beautifully. Uh, I'll just repeat some words 
that David Foster Wallace said in 2008, who was not a Christian. He said, in the day-to-day trenches of adult life, there's no such thing as atheism. Everybody worships. The only choice you get is what to worship. Um, so I, I think what mine has just shared with us is, is wonderful tonic for the soul. Uh, it's just to say, wake up. Um, there is a, a reality, a spiritual reality, which we inhabit. Bob Dylan the wonderful Bob Dylan, the living legend that is said in one of his songs, you, um, you can serve the devil or you can serve the Lord, but you are going to have to serve somebody. Um, we need to set our stall out. So let's not be icky about uh, the devil and Satan and warfare, um, but let's also not do what C.S. Lewis warned everyone to do, which is to see the devil under any, every rock. And we don't need to be obsessed with him and um, with the work of darkness, the work of evil, because we worship the light who has cast out um, the darkness. So let me just pray before we um, uh, sing our final song. We thank you, Jesus, that you've won a great victory for us. We thank you that when we know you, we don't need to um, fight for ourselves. We just need to stand where you are. And we ask that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear. Uh, The reality which we inhabit, um, which is that um, we would set our stool out uh, for Jesus. And we would worship him in our lives. And where our hearts aren't quite, um, yeah, where areas of our lives are maybe um, flirting with um, or aligning ourselves with um, principalities or powers which just don't at the end have your glory as the end result forgive us and set our hearts on on fire with love for your name this morning Um, so why don't we just uh, sing our final song and then we'll draw the surface to a close worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever say Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live.